We are live. Hello and welcome back to Two Vegan Idiots. Carl Donnelly here. Julian Dean. Here. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> I forget um, the script. Welcome back to um, this episode, which was, this is a, it's a bit of a sort of special episode in the sense we recorded it, like, we recorded this like about eight days ago or something. Was it that long ago? I think so. And then because it was meant to be going out on Friday and then what happened was uh, we got a text from guest Adam Bloom saying that he's got an amendment. Trauma, Adam. Yeah. <laughs> on this episode, he told us uh, that about how he'd done one online gig so far and he's a bit nervous about them. And that one he did was sort of, you know, he worked with it but wasn't sure. And then basically since then he's done an online corporate that did not go particularly well so we decided it's funny to, to me when it's a really good comic as well adam's great yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly so, <laughs> yeah yeah obviously the funnier the death is the, the for the better the better the comedian the funnier the death yeah yeah but you know we've all watched bad comedians die and it's, it's almost it's all, sadder when they're bad and it's, it's like, sad oh. like, there's nothing funnier than watching a mate have a bad gig do you know what i mean like a good like, comic uh, mate. it's thrilling <laughs> So anyway, so yeah, so basically the slight delay on this week's episode was because we waited to speak to Adam to get the full story. So we, tag- we, had to, we had to use Skype for this one. Not that anyone cares yes. about that. I know. Yeah. <laughs> it might be a, yeah. um, what mics are we using again? No. But it might be a different kind of feel to it, maybe. Different. That, I reckon there will be sound, some sounds difference. But um, yeah. yeah, so basically. And also when we actually did record with Adam the first bit, he was uh, on his phone so it sounds Wi Fi wasn't great was it but i tried snipped out most of the bits where it went a bit okay. wonky so they shouldn't it's you know if you're listening you shouldn't hear too much of that um that's it really what else quick admin um patreon we said thanks to all the patrons who've signed up patreon.com forward slash two vegan idiots uh, we've got um a few shout outs for some new heavyweight and super heavyweight patrons i believe it is um katie funnel Hi, Katie. Funnel. Davina Bywater. Um, sounds like her name is. She's trying to sell something. Yeah, it sounds like her name is. Uh, yeah, an instruction. Sounds Thanks, Davina. Hydrated. Um, and Josh MH, mate. It's gone big. Just meh. <laughs> Just meh. <laughs> Thank you, Josh. Appreciated. Uh, Thanks to everyone. Um, you're still, yeah, we're adding new things to Patreon. We do little Patreon catch-ups catch ups when we just sort of do little silly videos of you on your bed and me at my desk. <laughs> um, we did a live one last week. That was fun, where we did it on Zoom and invited patrons in to just have a chat. It was about 20 people, yeah, and we're just having a live. That was fun, wasn't it? It was really fun. Some people were a bit self-conscious, you know, because it did feel like well, some of these... Uh, yeah, <laughs> but everyone. Yeah, I think there was a few people a bit scared about. Um, you know, yeah, if you want to, when we do the next one, if you some are people picture, are just really confident, aren't they? Just, oh, mate, some people were bossing it, mate. It's like I know. We sat back and just let them chat sometimes. <laughs> I feel like they're doing crowd work, and I'm all nervous <laughs> about my answers. We just leave the meeting and let them have a chat. <laughs> uh, but yeah, we'll do. It. Once we do it again, we'll work out a few. Yeah, if anyone who is self-conscious, they can keep themselves muted and turn the camera off if they just want to watch everyone sort of and it was like a bit of a so it was planned to be a q a it ended up just becoming a, a half an hour chat didn't it yeah it the quite, next one maybe yeah. we're, we're trying to do some q a as well yeah we run out of taking the piss out of their backgrounds so that is yes yeah, basically that's for patrons they we put the code we put the invite into the meeting 
um, just about 15 minutes before when we do them on Patreon. And we give them like, you know, 48 hours notice to when they're happening. We'll put it on our social medias when that's happening anyway, won't we? Yeah. Cool. That's it. Let's do it. LinkedIn's. Um, <laughs> I've got to put it on my MySpace. So should we get loads of people on that? Yeah, yeah. Top yeah. friends. <laughs> All right. So kick back and enjoy... Uh, the two-part Adam Bloom podcast. Stay alert, guys. Stay safe. Two vegan idiots. And we're recording. Adam Bloom, Hello. welcome to the podcast. Thank you very much for having me. I'm very excited to be here. How are you? How's the lockdown tings? I'm. I'm. I, I get a lot of phone calls from comedians. Sort of. If there's a sweepstake on who's going to lose it first, I think I'm number one. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've got, yeah, I'd I've say, got twenty quid on it. Actually, I wouldn't. I'd say, say, about that. <laughs> I've, got, I've got people I've only met once going, "Are you okay? Are you <laughs> Knocking on your door with the Samaritans. Uh, well, because I know as a comedian, quite obsessed with his work. You know, twenty six years in, I'm still passionate about it. Yeah. And, yeah. And, and, and as are you, but not 20. How long have you been? 20? I've been doing it 15. Oh, okay. God, you came on quick, didn't you? I did. Um, I, was, I was very prolific when I was young. Uh, 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 yeah. Julian's been going for 35 years. About, Adam thinks I've been going about 18 months. <laughs> uh, and, and still yeah, not so really so taken off. I'm not really getting used to holding the mic. <laughs> But yeah, I'm, I'm coping well, despite what the bookies say. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, I invent card tricks. I didn't think you'd be breaking down or anything. I thought you'd be somebody who's got it together and stuff. Oh, lost you. Yeah. Oh. Whose Wi-Fi is that? Oh, that's nice. No, I was I was drinking too much and I've just given up drinking when I realised, you know, just when you realise you've drunk more in a day than you've ever Once drunk. Once you discover like, cocaine, it it's <laughs> no longer becomes that important. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's uh, so I'm on I'm on day two of my new non-drinking life, which means I'm getting up earlier. You know, yeah. I, I go running. I go running every other day. I used to go running twice a week. I go running four times a week. And how so, far do you do? What I do, I do the hit stuff. I sprint for twenty seconds and jog for forty. So I'm only out for fifteen minutes, including a warm up and cool down. But it's, it's intense. Yeah, yeah, because it's about starting your heart up and slowing it down, isn't it? So, yeah, but yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm at the gym four times a week. Well, my own gym at home. So I'm doing eight workouts a week filming stuff with the lost comic mainly magic tricks a few monologues so i'm, I'm keeping busy you know yeah. um 17 pull-ups adam did the other day that's good so i dropped that in um, i uh because i was that's the, a lot man i was the, i found this book called convict conditioning up on the bookshelf it was benny boots just loosens your asshole yeah <laughs> <laughs> it teaches you how to make a a knife out of a toothbrush <laughs> Oh, uh, it's um, it's it shows you how to do like body weight exercises. So I've been doing the last five days. I've been doing just only body weight, like push ups, pull ups, like you know, uh, leg raises, crow poses, like things like that. It's actually really definitely my shoulder and my because I stopped doing any proper weights or anything because of my elbow. I got I thought I got tennis elbow, and oh, I right. in it there already. They got prison elbow. Yeah, <laughs> got prison arsehole, mate. Um, <laughs> it's. <laughs> <laughs> but I yeah, I find actually since just doing bodyweight stuff, my my shoulder and elbow are much better than they were. I was watching the women's tennis, and I got tennis elbow from that. <laughs> 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 yeah. uh, who is it? Who is it? Did a joke about if you're watching women's tennis, if you turn the picture to black screen, you can pretend it's porn. <laughs> oh, because well, of the sound? Because of the sound yeah. bit. 
yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I reckon you know. I didn't. I would say I, don't, I won't name names, but there's definitely a, a handful. Loads of there's loads of comedians I would have picked in my head that were going to be coping badly with this. I would some, have of got the, some of the people who are coping badly in life seem to kind of like the hypochondriacs I know. This is kind of where they live anyway in this kind yeah, of vibe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? So they've been training their whole life for it. And it's just like, they're all right. And I'm going yeah. all neurotic about the COVID and shit. But it's interesting, man. Well, yeah. I, th- I, th- I thought I'd miss gigging more than ever because I've never gone more than two weeks in 26 years. Yeah. And I, I'd go mad not gigging. But I found out that I don't miss long drives more than I do miss gigging. Yeah, same yeah. Same here. Exactly the same. Yes. And also, like, oh, yeah, I've been surprised at how quickly I've adapted to not really missing it. And also, I've started doing, like, I've, been, I've done, like, a couple of like, uh, online gigs the last few nights. And actually, well, I, I think they've worked them out. Like, they, they, the one I did last night was really fun and felt as close to a gig as you could do by sitting in your house. Really? Really? Well, like, because they sort of the numbers were good, and like they had they'd um, they'd had a group that were like a front row, so you could see this handful of people on the screen. They were unmuted, but you were spotlit, so everyone's screen was only watching you. That's and great. Being able to hear their laughs, and in your head you sort of assume, well, let's hope that's scaled up, and that means everyone's laughing. So that everyone else has walked. Everyone else walk out. <laughs> a walkout. Click, click. You're offensive. Click. But it was um, it was really fun. I found it really enjoyable. Like, it was the first one was where that- I felt oh. comfortable. And I did, I I was I was it was Sean James, and he said when he booked me, he said like twenty to twenty five, and I thought that is so long to do at an online gig when you're just That's so long. Did you do that long? Well, I said to him, mate, that's too long. I'll aim for 15 to 20, and he was fine with that. And then I ended up doing 25 just because it was felt like it felt fine. It felt nice. I think five that's minutes great. is like a 20, isn't it, online? I bet, that's what I thought, but initially it, it was because the first couple I did, you couldn't hear the audience. My five, my five minutes is my 20 in the clubs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I've, got, I've got one next week. I've, I've got one to a load of um, an Israeli bank. And yeah. they wanted to do forty. Yeah. And the the agent that got me it's got it down to twenty five. Yeah. But, yeah, um, yeah. but I'm I'm scrambling for tips and things. I've worked out the stories are probably better because at least there's like something happening. Could you do some of your tricks and stories and just mix it all up like that? Well, they didn't really pay for magician, so I wouldn't. But um, I yeah. but I think if I tell stories, at least there's something happening. As in, you know, they want to know what happened next. Yeah, could yeah, could yeah. you have um, Could you have Netflix on in the background with Jerry Seinfeld's new special and just do that now and again? <laughs> just <laughs> and out a <laughs> well, you know, you know, in comedian stories, I like, and then my mum said something really funny. Yeah, and I, I and I think it's only a matter of time before someone just brings on a TV and a DVD player and goes, "I saw this really funny Billy Connolly yeah, yeah. thing." I just press the player, walks off. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My mum said something really funny. Mum, come and do that thing again. <laughs> yeah. I'd rather um, pay to see your mum. <laughs> on a different website. Um, what uh, Have you watched the Seinfeld special? No. What, it's a new, oh, it's a new one out. He's got a new one on Netflix. And I don't really, I, ne- I very rarely watch like, Netflix specials. I, don't, I find it hard to enjoy them when I'm sitting at home. I like to be there live. But me and uh, Hannah watched, started watching it and... Um, it's fucking brilliant. It's it proper really? old school observations, like but it proper like well thought out and just ones that you probably think they've been done to death. And he's just 
absolutely wallet. Oh, wow. I can't what? wait to see that. Is it on Netflix? It's on Netflix. It only went on like a few days ago. And oh wow! A few mates recommended it, and I've just I've just tried to watch it. It's so funny. I I I've a, I find it a bit clinical. I saw him at the store when he popped down to the store. I yeah. I watched it, and I actually got a bit bored and went to the dressing room and started chatting to Marcus Berman. I'll tell you something funny. Listen to this. I was out having so I was a new dad. Yeah. My mum was babysitting my daughter. And my wife and I were having dinner in a restaurant. It was like a nice restaurant, you know, a bit above our normal budget because it was a treat going out. Yeah, and Sarah Bonetto, do you know Sarah Bonetto? Yeah, yeah, yeah. She sent me a text and went, Simon's doing a sneak preview at the store. Uh, get, you know, come down soon. I went, Great. So we told my mum, you know, can you stay a bit longer? We want to go and sit. Yeah, no problem. Then I got a phone call 10 minutes later from Simon at the store, Mason. And I answered my phone in the restaurant. I went, Yeah, I've already heard. He went, No, he hasn't turned up. Can you get down now? No. And I thought, I can't leave my wife dressed up in a restaurant on her own. Yeah. So I said, I can't. I said, I've had a drink. Also, I don't drink with performing drinking me at all. I said, I've had a couple of drinks. I can't gig like that, you know, with alcohol in me. So Josh Whittacombe, who was quite new at the time, was in the audience. So he got on and he smashed it. So I arrived as he was halfway through a set. He did pound for pound. I know Joe's done 50 minutes, but he actually had, laugh-wise, a better gig than Seinfeld. The right. highest. Well, um, but yes, so um, I'll tell you something else. I was talking to a friend about who the most uh, richest British comedian was. And I guessed Rowan Atkinson because obviously Mr. Bean's global. And yeah. it was, he was estimated a hundred million. Whoa. And then it went down, Ricky Gervais 50, Peter K 50. And it went down to like Steve Coogan's seven, Rob Ryden six. Oh, Simon Pegg was 20. Wow. Um, I suppose Julian Dean up. 20 quid. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> pre-tax anyway <laughs> for agents fees so, so anyway it was the top 15 right yeah so then i googled jerry seinfeld's wealth and his was double all the top 15 in england put together bloody hell. 950 million oh my god it's almost a yeah. billionaire well he i i heard him interviewed on uh carl uh, carl um what's his name stern howard stern yeah yeah Stone said, uh, is it true they offer you 20 million to do another series of Seinfeld and you turned it down? And he went, yeah. They went, why? And he went, well, first of all, I have enough money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's amazing when you can turn down 20 million because you've got enough. Yeah, Like yeah. in a restaurant, or, or you can eat restaurant. Do more? Oh, I'll fill up. <laughs> it's free food, mate. I'll fill up. Fill up. <laughs> he talks, he does a joke on that, side in, in the new special about, you know, to how no one really wants to do anything really do you know how, how life is essentially all a hassle and you're constantly just like he said that <laughs> he, he says to all the audience he goes like i bet today you just had conversations about tickets all day like i bet how many times have you heard the word tickets today he just um he does a thing about how you know he doesn't he goes i don't really you know he goes would you um he goes look i could be anywhere in the world right now he goes, if you were me, would you be here? <laughs> it's really funny. It's so good. Well, he did a bit. The thing that stuck me at the store was he said, when you think about what going out is, you've got all the effort of dressing up and booking taxis and babysitting and everything. But when you get to your final destination, all it really is is a different chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It's philosophical, isn't it? It's, it's, it's lovely thought. But yeah, I've never been a big fan of his stand-up. I've, I've just find it a little bit safe, I suppose. Yeah, I suppose. But he's very open about that. He likes to keep it nice and mainstream. And like, but he, I've, I, yeah, I, I was a bit cynical and then started watching it. And within two minutes, he, I was laughing. And yeah, really. Mark, Mark Maron's one was pretty good. Did you catch any of that? No, nah, no. Nah. Really surprisingly great, I thought. Okay. Yeah. Uh, have you so you haven't done any online gigs yet, Adam? No. 
Um, I'm just hoping the You've money. You've done some videos one. and stuff, though, haven't you? I've seen. Oh, yeah, I have done one online gig actually. I did. Uh, God, I'm sound like a right knob. I did a corporate two weeks ago that was set up with three cameras. Yeah, it was live. There was a host, Chris Gilbert. Do you know Chris Gilbert? Yeah, yeah. I know Chris I, well. Yeah, I had to do a 15 minute set with no pictures of the audience on no sound of them laughing but chris kept but chris came up with a brilliant idea i don't know if you see me to give me a subject where i go around the front row and I'll give, yeah, give me a yeah. subject of politics i do the whole front row on a good day i do 15 people on a good day um the the only thing is i've got a get out of jail free card that's that gets a really big laugh but i can only use it once and once i've done that i can't then go back to give me a subject because i've blown my cover yeah. but if i do six in a row when i've got a joke on it and then i do the get out of jail free card they love it because i've justified being able to cheat because I've done yeah, six yeah. and Here's the thing. I had to do eight minutes with them giving me subjects by email. So imagine if I did my get out jail free card on the second one. Yeah, I bought yeah. them of six minutes. So I had to do eight. So I found myself improvising about four of the eight subjects, which I've never done at a gig in that the height of an audience trusting you, the most I've improvised is two of them. So right. the reason I improvised four of them was I had an eight minute contract and I couldn't do it. So it was a really good exercise in just looking down a camera so there's no audience and technically no material. Just go, I'm going to talk about this. But the back, bottom line is, because I'm getting paid and it's, they've, and they've, they've told the audience I'm going to do it, I had to do it. So yeah. it's a nice question to have. But I didn't mind. When I was doing material, it felt cringy because there's that awkward pause for a laugh that you're not getting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It just looked like you're struggling. And you feel like, because it also, it reminds you of every death you've ever had. So that was, I didn't like that at all. Yeah, and I think yeah, yeah. I thought because it's just got that thing of you're just constantly talking rather than waiting for love. In a story, you don't necessarily know what No, last. that's what I've, I've really, the last couple I've really worked out, just do stories, a couple of little yeah. silly observations about coronavirus stuff at the top and then just go into some stories, really just, and actually once you're in a story, if it's a seven or eight minute story, you can tell it like you're having a chat over Skype with people, you know what I mean? Have you got an eight-minute story? I've got I've got longer stories than eight minutes. Wow. I used to I used to have one bit a routine that was one story that was about eight minutes long and it only had one punchline. So there was no actual. It was maybe one or two little laughs along the way, but the whole point of it it was meant to really bring the tone right down for that payoff. It's called it's called dying on stage, Carl. <laughs> yeah. What I mean is I used to have a really long shit story. <laughs> Was that story called a bad gig? <laughs> yeah, I've heard about it. It was called How to Not what, Win a Gong Show. This is what happened. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're, you're never the last... a loser of a gong show like that. <laughs> one loser. You, you, no, you probably won the gong show because they didn't get to decide you weren't funny because you just <laughs> ripped it right. up. This guy's Go got somewhere. Good. Yeah. Um, what, yeah. What, what I like about when I heard you did a podcast, what I like is you couldn't really be more different comics. And you, Julian does very short jokes and you do longer stories. Yeah, so what yeah. I like was the chemistry of two people who obviously get on and funny together, but couldn't really be more different. Yeah. I needed someone to punch my stuff up and Julian doesn't know how to upload a podcast. <laughs> it's the perfect mix. I need someone to show me what a microphone is. <laughs> someone to try and sort of, someone with a good reputation to counteract all your, all your rep. <laughs> But do you, think, do you think there's going to be a, 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 almost an ongoing form of online comedy even after lockdown when people realise they can watch the live show without having to pay I much? Think, or I think so, definitely. I think a lot of comics will learn online more now because we should have learned that anyway, really. Yeah, yeah, I definitely think there'll be more like stuff like like 
doing like like podcasts with where there's a guest you can't physically have come over you know not having things like zoom and people working out you do it you could do have a guest on from america or anywhere in the world yeah and also you can do things like we're doing a um a live sort of podcast where people who are pa- people who are, we've got pa- we've got a Patreon, so people sign up and they basically don't donate a bit of money each month for like supporting the podcast. And for oh wow! Those, for those patrons, we're going to do um, a live podcast on Zoom where only they can watch because they're they're the only ones who will get given the code to log in and watch right. us having a chat over like over like, the weekend, like a, like a pedophile ring. Yeah, we started. That's a, exactly we started what a, it is. <laughs> They log in. Not like we, one. We one. share the we share the um the Dropbox uh, secret folder with them. <laughs> <laughs> but it's like, you know that that phrase um, necessity is the mother of invention, and I just yeah. love the fact that people go right. What can we do? And it's it's yeah, great yeah. ideas. Um, yeah, I mean, there's um, uh, you know I talked talk about inventing magic tricks. I had an idea recently. I had to pay for have a gimmick made specially. Mm. And I contacted a guy from a global magic dealers and he got back to me and he didn't like it. And, um, yeah. I, you know, just, you know, that's life. But he was saying to me right now, people are inventing mentalism tricks that you can do on zoom to your yeah, friends. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Blowing your friend away, reading his mind with a, with a card trick or something. And he said, that's really the area you want to go down. He said, they're not, mentioning something in the performance or when you advertise it on a website don't remind them that we're going through this whole time just do the trick yeah. and but, I, but the point I'm making is that he's finding way online magic's finding way online and it's just beautiful watching how you know people can think outside the box i hate that phrase you know the comedy club outside the box great gig right math brown's gig. yeah yeah the logo the logo is outside the box as it's a box with outside but if they were thinking outside the box surely it would be in the box yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> Um, or did anyway. it would just be a box and you'd have to work out the rest of it, wouldn't it? <laughs> <There you go. laughs> but yeah, it's, I'm, I mean, it's like, I'm quite enjoying the little sort of just new dipping your toe in little things and playing around. It's quite fun, isn't it? When you've done stand up for so long, it's sort of a forced break from normal stand ups, actually, I think, quite healthy because I, I didn't, you know. It took this to make me realise, like you said, I didn't really, I don't love driving around the country f- for nothing, you know. Not One for, sec- uh, oh, just got a bit. One second. That's all right. Um, where is he? We'll, we'll Maybe he's just out. being really still in thought for a minute. <laughs> My back. <laughs> you are. My back. Yeah, you're back. I had to change something to make it work again. The Wi-Fi didn't work for me, so I put it on 4G. Are you in North London? Hopefully yeah. not 5G. Yeah. Are you up? Because everyone I know lives in like Crouch End and stuff. Their Wi-Fi is it, so shit. It's, well, my 4G's been awful. I've, I've been cut off about 10 times on the phone lately. Um, Crouch End is like a film set. When That's you're just your conversation. <laughs> <laughs> um, Crouch, I'm not kidding. You cannot go out the house for more than 15 minutes in Crouch End without bumping into a comedian. An absolute minimum. Sometimes three, you see. Yeah, yeah. So it, there's a few theories. There's a place where a lot of comics live together. So then when they got enough money to get their own place, they branched out. So yeah, yeah. Like, and, and then there's also the King's Head when people turn up and go, oh, this is lovely around here. But it's not in the underground. Yeah. Um, it's such a lovely yeah. area, isn't it? I mean, Otis yes. Cannelloni, Phil Nichol is around there, aren't they? Yes. Otis lives in my street and drives the same car as me, uh, but a different colour. So if you said, do you know that comedian who lives in that street who drives a Kia Rio? You'd have to say, 
blue or silver. Yeah, it's weird though. It's, yeah, there's no other area I know where there's that many comedians living in one no. small block. There's none it's around lovely. here, really, except from, yeah. There's none I around lived, mine. I lived in Victoria. Alistair Green lives down the road. At, um, I never, I've never seen him once in the street. Yeah. Um, I, I lived in Victoria for five and a half years and I loved it. But I in my block, it was a block of uh, eight flats, um, a mansion block, I should point out. Um, <laughs> I, I knew two of my neighbours. Yeah. One girl in a restaurant and not one other single passerby in five years and eight months, just loads of tourists and didn't know anybody. You know, yeah, I quite yeah. like, I quite like the anonymity because you no one knows your business, you know. But at the same time, when I had to change the crouch end, I realized I was missing out being in central London because you just, you know, it's just strangers all day long for yeah, five yeah, and a half yeah, yeah. strangers don't even recognize anyone yeah yeah i suppose actually i think i, I think, don't mind that though i don't, I don't mind, mind it. but i get on well with my neighbor him like they live upstairs and i get on well with them you know i've ended up up there drinking and stuff t- at times uh, we have that sort of relationship. Well, but as, as i said i did like it but I, I didn't know what i was missing by having a sense of community yes um yeah yeah i suppose but i, I suppose there is that Slight downside, depends what sort of person you are, but like I sometimes just want to nip to the shops. I don't want to bump into people I know. So like in Crouch End, I'd be worried that oh, I've got to talk to that prick. If, I, if it's somebody I don't really get on, not get on, I get and on Even with if you but... are in a rush, if you say you're in a rush, it just looks rude, even if you are, doesn't it? Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? Yeah, There's no, yeah. nice, no polite way. It's got to be well, my... kind of somebody you bump into somebody in budgeons or whatever that you're like, oh, piss off. Do you know, I've been really into the clapping for the NHS and um, and my street comes to life. If all these people peer out of windows, like that, that perfume ad that went, oh, you're sure, yeah, sure. yeah, yeah, yeah. And, um, because I'm fluent. Anyway, and, um, but yeah, so what's lovely is all these people appear out of nowhere and I love it. But last one yesterday, the, you know, I said I gave up drinking yesterday. So I yeah. was hung over. We were always hung over the day we give up drinking. No one gives up drinking after having one glass of wine the day before. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I was hungover and I did it out of the side window rather than the main road window because I was too hungover to want to even wave to anybody I knew. And yeah. then these girls over the road, they become like, you know, you almost like go, you again, little little wave. Um, but I, then this shopkeeper come out and I waved to them and I know them. Uh, but I was, it just shows the kind of feeling hungover. I, just, I didn't even want eye contact with anybody. Yeah, yeah, that, yeah. That was you know, the anonymity that I hangover one. I don't walk down the street and go, Ugh. I remember being in in Cape Town in 2002 and Phil Nickel and I was staying in a hotel called the Mount Nelson where Michael Jackson would stay. It was an incredible hotel. Yeah. And um, one night, I've been out all night with Phil Nickel and uh, just at a club all night. Got home at nine in the morning and I'm in the wait for the lift and the lift opens and there's this lady with a bouffant hairdo puffing her chest out with a clipboard she's obviously like a tall you know manager of the you know the hotel works the hotel she went good morning are you ready for another damn paradise and i went oh, i've been up all night <laughs> <laughs> i was like just leave me alone or i'll go over but yeah i didn't know what to say i couldn't say yes because i looked like i was going to hell yeah yeah <laughs> what's the the clap for the nhs here last night definitely thinned out from the last few weeks like it's starting to i can feel it's starting to come down a bit a few people booing yeah yeah (laughs) Um, get off yeah i i I reckon it went down about 20 
85% yesterday, but the yeah. car's a big thing. I saw a guy on a, a, mo- a bicycle rang his bell. It was so lovely. I, I went, whoop, like that, and he rang his bell. A police van went past, because beeping, technically, you're only supposed to beep if it's to learn another, another driver. Yeah. So I wondered if a police car would do it. And then I whooped at him. And, and I you, mean, got arrest- you got arrested and spent a night in the cells. <laughs> 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 For assaulting a police officer. Um, what's the... Yeah. But he beat. He beat. It was oh, that's nice. It was the, the police broke the law to be fun. Yeah. It was- I mean, if you were <laughs> not a white person in Crouch End, I don't reckon you get the same response. <laughs> I, you know, Shot the- dead. <laughs> just put up on some jumped up charge for 25 years for drug smuggling <laughs> just was waving at a police officer um yeah for whooping encouraging <laughs> a policeman to break the law <laughs> it's actually a bribe isn't it if you whoop a policeman it's actually a bribe to commit a crime <laughs> um mm. do they clap near you julian they do yeah um i'm on a i I do something at eight, well, half seven to half eight on Thursday. So Which is I'm, not clap. That's <laughs> your thing you do. Yeah, what I do is not clap. That's my activity. <laughs> um, but I did hear it. Yeah, today's Friday, yeah? yeah? Yeah. Yeah, yesterday. Yeah, I heard it, though. It was nice. I did stand at the window. I didn't, like, yeah. go out or anything, though. I don't go out. I, my neighbours do. I, I just sort of, yeah, a couple of days at a time, I've leant out the window and just chatted to them and had a little clap. Yeah. Well, the dangerous thing is, if people in communal like flats, if they all come downstairs to the front door, then they it's counterproductive, isn't it? You're clapping the NHS while endangering the NHS. You've got to be <laughs> yeah, careful. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I like to, I like to smash a I like to drop a plate at one minute to eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, 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 a pint glass. <laughs> um, or just tell a new bit out your window. A <laughs> <laughs> new coven joke. <laughs> Um, have you written any stuff it's, about it's, it? It's oh. about the whole situation. Yeah, have you been writing any stuff like gear about, about it? Yeah, I mean, just more for my sanity because, um, and also I've been filming stuff for the Lost Comics. Yeah, there's a, if you if you go on YouTube and put Lost Comics Adam Bloom, there's about six, seven magic tricks and three monologues, yeah. and two of the monologues are brand new. One of them's existing, a story, which works, and the other two are brand new monologues on it, yeah. It They're great. Doing... I watched them all, man. They're really good. Really enjoyed oh, them. But it feels weird doing topical material because I avoid topical conscious. I mean, if I think of a good topical joke, I'll give it away because my comedy is small world looking down. I'm not looking at the big world. I'm yeah, looking yeah. down at the minutiae of my own life. So I don't want to mention Boris Johnson. So yeah, it's, yeah, it feels yeah. weird doing stuff like lockdown, but you know, I think it, you know, it, it, it's such a big thing. Even someone like me can talk about it while yeah, it's yeah, happening. Yeah. It's hard to avoid mentioning it, even if you mention it. You have to, I feel, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I think well, it, also so looks like the, it looks like the material could be old material. You just appear on YouTube as that could be 20 years old for we know. Yeah. So I think yeah. at least if it, it's it's, it's like dated, playing the room, it's, isn't it? You've got to read the room a bit, and the whole world is like three billion are locked down. It's like you have to mention something about it. Yeah. Okay. Favorite lockdown joke you've heard of someone else's? Oh shit! I don't know. Uh... They're all mine, really. Um... <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, what, Julian, you're going to love this because one of my favorite ones is you said this. All the information from the government's very confusing. I mean. 
when is it we're supposed to start washing our hands? Oh yeah, <laughs> that was a good one. My my favorite one was um, uh, what's his name? Um, Usain Bolt tweeted a picture of him crossing the finish line with all the other athletes two meters behind. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh right. Yeah, social distancing. Um, I still I still give my gym fifty percent of the membership fee because it's such a cheap gym. Do you? I'm supporting them. Yeah, and the other thing is. I, I've got a few charity things. You know, like 10 quid a month here, there, five yeah, quid. Yeah, yeah. They were the but first thought, thing to go. Well, yeah. I thought... I From thought you, 18 months ago. <laughs> no, <laughs> I did no, that in 2016. But here's the thing. First of all, 10 quid a month, let's say 25 in total, isn't a lot of money. It's still five a week. It's less than a quid a day. But the other thing is, I did it on, on my conscience. If I heard the statistics of how many charities got people cutting off their subscription so i yeah i kept it for down self righteous but over 25 quid a month i i can have my conscience is clear i know there are people who can't afford to yeah, 25 yeah, yeah. Quid is a good idea but i think jim though like a lot of people 80 percent of people pay a gym membership don't go anyway yeah. so all of that money they they're getting i cancel my rse subscription what's rse royal shakespeare the RAC. It was just renewal. Oh, RAC, road, uh, the road <laughs> thing. Yeah, I'm not paying. I'm not paying a lot of money for a car I'm not driving. Yeah. If I can help. Well, um, I only yeah. pay seven quid a month. I've not cancelled that. I could do that. Your RAC. Yeah. What, I got it on do? Black Friday, half price. Are you serious? Yeah, seven quid a month. I've just, I just realised. This isn't a phone call. There are people watching this going, I don't want to know how, how much you pay for your RMC. <laughs> it's a good tip, though. It's sort of Mar- We might have a section of Martin Lewis money tips next time. <laughs> <laughs> I did a gig at the I did a gig at the RAC club in um, Epsom for Don Wall at the Comedy Store, and there are all these you know very privileged people in the club. You know, just I remember you seeing you, yeah. You could the, <laughs> the cars. <laughs> nice set, you could, nice you set. Could spot, you, you could spot who, you could spot the comics cars in the in the in the drive. You know, oh, there's yeah. all these RAC people, these Bentleys and everything. And my little my little silver Kia. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> now you know that Otis drives a blue one. <laughs> <laughs> and I did. I, I I got a joke about um living in a multicultural society, and I said um you know, you know we live in a multicultural society. Um, you'll have to take my word for that. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah 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 so i should have pointed out it's 200 white faces but it was <laughs> um always always set the scene you're going to tell a joke always set the scene in fact never quote yourself ever never have a story that goes and then i said i can see why it's the mum that said it because if they said that i said <laughs> i saw some the other day i saw some well, the other month i saw some the other day his story was how witty he was in a situation but yeah. not only did he say then i turned around and said as the punchline he went quick as a flash i said Quick as a flash, I wrote this bit (laughs) over four hours in a cafe. Also, here's another thing: in a live environment, you've got so many opportunities to show that you can think quickly because there's improvisation. Yeah. So when you actually tell stuff about how you were quick the other day in front of an audience, who you being quick to, it's a bit like uh, someone giving you a hand job and showing you pictures of themselves giving blowjobs to other people. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. That does happen. Yeah. 
Sorry about that. Quite a bad analogy. I find that quite appealing. Quite that sounds, that sounds like great. That. <laughs> so horny. <laughs> not, not when you start recognise. Not when you start recognising the blokes. Oh my god! I know that dick. <laughs> um, and you would. Let's face it. You would. <laughs> Odds are. <laughs> I'll tell you what exercise I did after I, I spoke to Adam the other day on the phone talking about exercising and that. And I just hung from my bar, but one arm, yeah. then the other arm, and then just alternating them. You can't not spin a bit. Yeah, my yeah. shoulders are fucking ripped from it, just hanging one arm at a time. Yeah, it's yeah. hard to do, man. Well, is that thing? My shoulders seen... I haven't been this pumped in fucking ages. It's really you, good exercise. Have you seen the thing at the fringe? I think it's slightly uh, fixed in the sense of like basically outside the Gilded Balloon the last few years, there's a hanging bar. So you've got to get up and you've got to hang. And basically you've got to just, you've got to hang for more than... We did it in your flat with Ari Shafir, didn't we? Yeah, did we try and do it for, is it a minute or two minutes as you've got to try and I think hang? It, I, yeah, I thought it was a minute and I got to a minute and I come off of it. But, but I think yeah, it was a minute so, and a half. So the one, I think it's like 90 seconds and it's the thing outside the Gilded. Yeah, and, but I could do that. I could do the that bar, easily. But they, no, they fixed it. So the bar, I think, spins. Ah. So actually it's something about not having a fixed bar that if your hands... If naturally your weight pulls your hands around like that, and you're, it's it's almost impossible to hang for ninety seconds with that grip. Harder to do, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's basically there's it's like, like a, a fiver or something to have a go. The bar hits a, up, and you can win a hundred quid or something if you do it, but no one ever wins it. Wow, well, the, I'd love I to have it. a go. I'd love to practice I, on a bar similar. Yeah, yeah. For like the whole year <laughs> and just go to Edinburgh for that hundred quid. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you know, you're talking about the um, 100 quid, winning the 100 quid. I was a cocktail bartender when I was a teenager into my early 20s. I used to work with David Ward. Comedian David Ward was oh, yeah. bar. Oh, David yeah. told me, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, um, there was a bar, uh, guy from Barbados called Charlie, real lovely old character who's in his 60s. He said he worked in a bar once that set a sign behind the bar that said, if you can drink seven of our Long Island iced teas and walk out the door, you get them free. Right. And they locked the door. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that reminds me I've always thought you know when people say if you buy a brand new car as uh, it loses a grand in value when you leave the showroom yeah I th- if I've thought that through I'm not going to leave the showroom yeah yeah yeah, yeah. just <laughs> keep it you, yeah can I keep it here is that alright yeah um, <laughs> but so, what was what was the Long Island iced tea thing if you could drink seven of them and walk out the door you got the bill for free you, you got all drinks for free but the truth is, they were so strong that you couldn't do it. Right. So by the time you got your fifth one, you'd be staggering. Oh, and right. also, the prize is just that you don't have to pay for that. Yeah, it's not and that it, a great incentive, is it? <laughs> well, people, big big blokes saw it as a, male, a masculinity challenge, though. Yeah, that's but what it is, isn't it? Just an it, ego test. There's actually a massive flaw in that because it's illegal to serve a drunk. So actually, but, but there's going to be a stage where you be, if you're nearly not walking on the sixth one, they shouldn't be seven. You're the seven one. Um, we were saying about it's illegal. Last time you you cut out when you said it's illegal to serve more than a double. Oh, am I back now? Yeah, yeah. I'm so sorry about this. Um, so yeah, so a cocktail can be more than a double because it's artistic license because you're making a drink with lots of things in it. But if you just said, ah. "Can I have a triple, can I have yeah. a triple whiskey?" 
the, the answer has to be no. You can buy two doubles and put a little umbrella up. in it, and it's all right. It's good yeah. to go. <laughs> just call it something. Just call it something weird, and you're fine. <laughs> so listen, to this one Christmas, these guys came up and said, "Can we have two quadruple vodka and oranges?" And I said, "No, I'm not allowed to." And he went, "Well, we just buy two each and pour it in the same glass when you're not looking." Then, and I went, "All right then." There's your quadruple oranges, vodka oranges. They drunk them, got plastered, and then complained to my manager that I'd got them drunk. No. That's the most sense of injustice I've ever had. Yeah. The biggest sense of injustice. I just realised what those guys did to me in that bar is like getting breast implants. Getting breast implants and then suing your plastic surgeon because your bra doesn't fit anymore. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, what did you ever... What, did you, you never worked in a bar, did you, Julian? I've worked in um, I worked in a hotel as a night porter for a few... Di- I had a day job and a night job. I don't know what oh I was thinking. God. I worked but just behind you where still I have, You still do. <laughs> I still do. Um, so I worked in the day in Fat Face, the clothing shop, which isn't there, but was just literally behind this house and in the Barden Lodge, just over the heath, which is a hotel. So I was behind the bar sometimes if there's a party. I yeah. would just be, if someone was rude to me, I just I just wouldn't serve them. Yeah. Because it wasn't my main job. If people were quite rude and stuff, I didn't care. I just, I'd just say, you're not getting served. I was a bit of a dick. <laughs> no, I, admit, I, was like, I had no sleep. I didn't want to be there. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I'd just get drunk myself. <laughs> it's for, I used to love working behind the bar. That was one of my favourite ever jobs. So did I. I loved it. I loved it. I didn't also, know how to make drinks, though, so they would tell me. They'd be sh- showing me what to do is. and stuff. That's <laughs> right. Very I had to much. sit an exam. Oh, really? I had to sit an exam to get a pay rise. Yeah, I was on the lowest wage in the whole bar, and I had to sit an exam to get a, whatever a quid an hour or 50p an hour pay rise. But, yeah, learning my, learning my drinks, yeah. Bloody that was um, a proper cocktail bar, was it? You had to know yeah, if, certain... If, if I'm honest with you, it, 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 the, the first one I worked in was more of a glamorised pub that did cocktails. Then with David Ward, I worked in one of Michael Caine's restaurants. That was proper smart. I mean, Prince Andrew walked in with David. Um, oh God, what's his name? Uh, Jeffrey oh Epstein. <laughs> no, um, Macaulay Culkin. Who says <laughs> hello, good evening, and welcome? David Frost. Oh, David, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 David Frost walked in with Prince Andrew and Andrew Lloyd Webber. So this was a proper smart place. This was I come from the West End, where you could chuck a good ice cube down a girl's cleavage, and they'd all find it funny. Yeah. You know, so I from the West End to Westminster, there was a bell for Tory, Tory MPs to vote. So the bell would ring, the restaurant would empty, and um, and I get all the scraps. But the yeah. but the um, but the, the this I got sacked for for being rude to my manager because I'd come from the West End. I was not cut out for being in a restaurant with MPs and smart people. It just was not. You know, I I, I come from the mucky round world where the more personality you had the better bartender you were this was a you just had to be yes sir no sir yeah, and my yeah, manager yeah. i mean i there was people in the function room that were drinking wine and he went give six bottles of this wine so i got six bottles and there are only like eight left so i should have said if i was had some common sense oh we've only got eight bottles just so you know there's a party of 15 they're going to run out so he i just served in them then he comes up and goes give us another six four bottles of that red i went there's only two left and he went the worst barman I've ever worked with. And I went, 
you're the worst manager I've ever had. Because I, I wasn't being spoken to like that and I got sacked yeah. um, afterwards. But yeah, but um, but the point is if I worked in restaurants, I'd know that people obviously want to drink the same wine all evening. Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. He had to give away he had to give away a few bottles of wine as an apology. But I I wasn't being spoken to like that. And that's the last time anyone's had the chance to, to you know, we're self-employed. You know, our boss, of course, is a club that books us or arguably the audience that are laughing, but all you get told to do is what time to get on, what time to get off, and anything you do within that time is up to you, which is what's lovely about it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I've, I've been sacked no, halfway through a set by a few audiences in my time. <laughs> 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 I think they, I've had, they just they, lean forward to hand you the P45. <laughs> they've sat I've me had, down and had to let me go. <laughs> I've, had, I've had written warnings. <laughs> I've, had, I've had one full-on, you know, booing off, you're out the door, mate. Have you, one, yeah. I've only I've ever one. once been booed off. I can't imagine you're what's what's you're so gentle. What could you possibly have done that they didn't like? Um, not be funny. Just, just open, funny. open with the N word, mate. Um, <laughs> uh, no, I did. It was it was a Christmas gig, and I just couldn't get them from the word. They weren't listening from the word go. Well, that doesn't count as much, does it? I no, I took Christmas it. Gig. I didn't take it as bad as if I, I didn't take it as bad as if like the you know the, I remember the last time I had an actual bad gig, you know, where it's a normal audience who just aren't into you. And that's a much harder thing to take than a Christmas audience booing you off, isn't it? All right, listen to this. Right. Last time I was stared at by an audience, listen to this. This may sound far-fetched, but it's true. Yeah. I got a corporate about two months ago in Nuneaton with James Dowdswell and Bob Mills. We drove three hours to get there on a Friday or whatever it was. And um, James goes on to 40 teachers, head teachers, and he struggles badly. And I'm on first and I'm thinking, oh, well, you know, he's doing crowd work. I'll hit him hard and fast with jokes. Maybe I'll get them. I did worse than him. So it's gone from a three out of 10 to a two out of 10. And I'm going, these people do not care. They just don't care. Yeah. I, you know, when you've got a new bit, you go, oh, I'll do my new bit because I'm excited about that new yeah, bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was so inappropriate about um, for a corporate because it involves watching, being on my gay friend's boat, watching heterosexual porn on a virtual reality headset, right? Yeah. This is not corporate material, right? So there's loads I bet of... I, know your, I bet I know your friend. <laughs> there's, there's, lo there's loads of jokes about the experience watching porn, threesomes, porn in general. And then the payoff is, I'm having threesomes with two guys, it's so realistic. And then I've got to be quiet because they're neighbours. And then I and, I... and it was so realistic. And I took the headset off and he was sucking my cock. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. So that's the, the punchline, right? Now... <laughs> I got silence. Sorry, Rob. I got silence. To <laughs> Sorry to bring you into it, Rob. So, yeah, then you know, my dick. Sorry, Mum, it was not you. No, no, you, you, thought this, you thought I got silence at the gig. You should see Rob's face now as I'm outside his window. See Rob's landlord. I'm so sorry, neighbours. It's called, what's it called, the podcast? Two, Two Vegan, vegan idiots. idiots. Two Vegan Idiots. If you'd like to hear that joke again. <laughs> Available on all platforms. Um, sorry, Rob. So listen to this. Anyway, so I do that line. Right, which I've never done a, a joke about that subject at corporate. It got complete silence, <laughs> and then there was a pause. Right, there was a pause of about a second, yeah. and the organisers, middle-aged lady, went, "Ooh, like that." Right? <laughs> it was agony, right? Anyway, so I said to them, "Right, this was a, the the point of being so unprofessional, and like an, a, a brand new open spot." I just stopped and I went. Do you even want me to be here? Right? And yeah. this bloke put his hand up. I, was, he went, I think I know what the problem is. 
And he went, we thought we'd booked a talk from Ofsted. No. Yep. Oh, great. Oh, my now, God. Right? And I went, if, is that either the most cryptic heckle ever or are you genuinely trying to give me an excuse to leave the stage? Yeah. And he went, I'm not joking. There was a mistake. And I went, okay, so I can leave. He went, yep. So I left the stage. Bob didn't even perform. Oh. The show finished. We got paid. But listen to this. Chris Gilbert, who was the agent who booked it, offers a service where he dupes the audience into thinking they're getting a talk on their industry. So with teachers be offstead, where him and Rob Rouse spend days writing a show, go on where 37 of the 40 people think they're getting an offset talk, three organizing, like, he, 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 this is all a big joke. And it's one of those, <clears throat> you know, like the singing waiters you get. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, who, you know, it looks like a waiter's dropped a plate and then they all sing and it's all, and then the audience, the penny drops and it's a show. Yeah. The three organizers thought that, organizers thought we were pretending to be offset reporters, we're in suits, and the 37 people staring at me had genuinely oh been. Oh my God. Yeah, unbelievable. And I'm talking about, taking my VR headset off. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> and it, I was shaking when I came off, absolutely shaking. Got Jesus. back in the car, drove, drove for three hours, stopped for petrol about 20 minutes into the journey, and then just had a fit of giggles when I realised life's about stories, right? <laughs> it's wonderful that I did the most inappropriate bit for a corporate to people who thought they were getting a lecture from Ofsted. <laughs> I'm so glad for the rest of my life that story's true. Exactly what happened. <laughs> they must have been thinking, fuck, this is GCSE results must be terrible if he's opening with this. <laughs> it, it, I don't it, think our school's done particularly well, guys. <laughs> can, you imagine, can you imagine what went through my mind as he sincerely said to me? That, yeah, yeah, definitely. Can, my brain was, bear in mind, I'm already in a state of shock because i'm dying and then he said <laughs> okay well if that's what's happened and i when i came off i genuinely thought he was going to say oh, i just made it up to you know help, i was helping you out mate for once someone saying i was helping you out actually would be helping me out but no it's genuine so yeah i've got that's my favorite death story now that's amazing of, that's of, the, two, of, the, <laughs> of the two thousand um. <laughs> i haven't got I, any sorry <laughs> You haven't got, got any good ones. You know, you know, you know, you know. I just call every, them gigs. You know, you know. Every comic's got a different idea of what a good gig is and what a bad is. You know, the guys. Oh, yeah, yeah. There was a guy when I started out. He was so lovely, such a sweet guy, very meek, gentle giant, and he had some really nice stuff. But it was very gentle. At best, it was going to just get nice, gentle laugh. Nothing wrong with that. Yeah. There's a place for that. Anyway, um. He, I watched him do a gig and he got three laughs in 10 minutes and he came off and I was ready to kind of go, oh, don't worry about it, mate, you know. And he went, oh, I needed that. <laughs> and my voice. <laughs> oh. oh, I needed that. What was his last gig like before that? If that's what he needed. I know. That was the antidote. What, what was the poison, mate? I know. Poor guy. Poor guy. Oh, shit. Oh, shit. Right. I think we should we'll let you go, man. That was so much fun. Thank you so much. Yeah, no, me. man. Good to chat to you. Thanks for um, doing it, man. And Julian, we'll we'll, we'll, we'll do we'll we'll record an intro for everyone off this. It's made my day. It's fun. Um, yeah, we'll do it again. Now we um, 
know how to do we'll do this. it again when you get some wi-fi <laughs> once 5g's out and you've got that and we've all got covid <laughs> from 6G it. and everyone's dead <laughs> <laughs> i think he's got he's got he's a computer he's a techie bloke he seems to work in it i think he's got it sort of rigged by satellite to some romanian person's house in romania <laughs> but he swears it works normally <laughs> uh, my mate um is currently he lives in like a it was little, great for the most part but my mate lives in a block of sort of apartments in uh near richmond bridge and uh they've currently got like a proper neighbor wars going on over this fence no there's this gate that needs replacing but they and some people want to have it locked full time whereas some people use it as a quick shortcut to richmond bridge so they've got this like at wars thing about all the people that own the flats Oh right! Uh, my mate is like one of the. Well, he's such a contrary, argue, argue type. So like that, all the other neighbours hate him because he's the one who sort of stands up for the the the, the uh, one group. And uh, his he he saw on the group WhatsApp from the houses one of their Wi-Fi wasn't working, and he thought it'd extend an olive branch. So he said to this one person who he's really argued with in the past, he went, "Look, I think because we're next door, you can probably reach our Wi-Fi. This is the code. If you need to use it, it's absolutely fine." She was like, that'd be great, thanks. And then she used it all day and then didn't send him a thank you. So the next day he changed his Wi-Fi uh, router name to a thank you would be nice. It's <laughs> 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 oh, amazing, isn't it? Right. He sent, he sent us the phone. So she wonderful. must have just been opening it up, trying to little go on and just read that. <laughs> it's such olive branch. And Thank then just you, like, fuck you. Fuck you. This, this, this doesn't top that, but do you remember the Glee Club used to put you up in the, I think it was the Holiday Inn, yeah. yeah. Uh, I looked for free Wi-Fi. This was um, when the iPhones were quite new. I looked for free Wi-Fi and there was one and it was called, Hey, You Looking Out The Window. <laughs> <laughs> is that lovely yeah, they knew yeah. everyone in the hotel is trying to use their wi-fi but the beautiful thing is it was unlocked so they're giving it to you yeah 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 hey you look oh. out the window it's nice um right beautiful. be kind it's nice <laughs> be kind as if mate come on have you ever opened the internet uh right we'll let you go adam are you on you're online everyone watch your videos on the lost comics youtube channel Yes. Um, your Twitter at Adam Bloomy Two. Adam Bloomy Two. Uh, Julian, any admin you need to? We need to do. No, um, we've got to do a few shout outs that we missed, but we can do that in the intro. We can, and yeah. um, people can sign up to Patreon for to get extra bits and bobs. So and your, what's your Instagram, Adam? I'm not on Instagram or Facebook. Oh, really? Nope, That's never have. Nope. Ah. That's good. It's the best way to be. What what a low to end on. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay <laughs> then. Oh, <that's> a... <laughs> um, right. Cheers for coming on, mate. Thank you so much. And we'll speak Come on again soon. soon, Adam, and I'll uh, yeah, I'll speak to you soon, man. Thank you so much. See you soon, guys. All right, ladies, bye. Bye. So, right, we're, we're just we're, we're gonna. This is going to be an amendment to the actual episode that we recorded last week. I like uh, to think of it as a, a, a an extra. Uh, yeah, an extra. So it's a. Uh, we're going to tag it on the end, and we'll do a little sort of intro to it. But basically, um, you messaged me the other day, Adam, and said that since we talked, you've uh, you've had another uh, online corporate. Oh my god! If I could, you know, if you know when you when you you know when you have a really horrible drive to a gig or a train journey, and you think you're not going to make it, and you get there, 
and then the gig's lovely and you go well there we go there's the you know the karmic justice but pound for pound this was journey to gig my worst experience in 26 years what? absolutely um because it was on, it was on a go to meeting and it there was a technical problem at their end as I was setting up 20 minutes before the gig. And yeah. I thought it was at my end. So I'm having a meltdown. There's 80 bankers waiting for me oh. and I'm not online. Okay. Then, so we had laptop backup phone. Uh, the finally got online five minutes into the meeting where they had a talk from their boss. So they're not going to go, Oh, do you want a drink? Do you want to calm down? Do you want to, you know, we'll hold the interval for you. They're not going <laughs> to say that, are they? Right. So, yeah, yeah. so, so anyway, so there's 80 bankers right now. What I didn't know was um, loads of them had gone on mute because I said, can you all hear me? And about three people said yes out of yeah, 80. Yeah. Now, maybe some of them didn't say anything, but uh, the <laughs> boss had told them to mute themselves if they got kids um, for my benefit, you know. But you anyway, hear about them. <laughs> yeah, so I did. But uh, but I did. I, I wrote 13 bespoke jokes on them yeah. and I had them either side of the laptop on A4 paper so I could glance at them. And then there were some, you know, there were a couple of really nice jokes. They were a com combination of Israeli bank and online looking at 40 people jokes. So clearly written specifically for them. And I was getting a couple of laughs. But, they, you know, you're an open spot again, aren't you? You know, it's yeah, my yeah. second online gig. You're an open spot. You're a brand new comic. And the other one I did was down the camera with no one looking at me. And I couldn't hear them. I just did my gig. And they emailed in subjects for me to talk about. So I communicate with them, but didn't know if they enjoy themselves. Yeah, yeah, which yeah. is nice, because at least I didn't have any idea where it was going anyway um <laughs> no but at least like I, the fact that i was improvising around the subjects they gave me meant i knew i was performing at least to to, to a standard i'm pleased with and just the, well if they're emailing me at least they're contributing they're in, in engaged this one i had to do it on my phone because the laptop um crashed um we plugged the usb mic in and it froze so basically i did it on my phone i could see four people of 80 now bet <laughs> Now, bear in mind, some of them are muted. So I have no idea how the other 76 are. I don't know how many it can, I can hear. I don't know if they're muted and, and I'm not making. I don't know if they can. I can hear them. And they're not laughing or vice versa. And there's four of them. It, so I'm looking at four faces who aren't laughing and I'm doing my stuff. I run out of bespoke stuff. I go into my generic stuff. How I long? Tell did story, you do? Sorry, 20 minutes. 25. They wanted 45. I talked them down to 25. Oh, my God. Yeah. So listen to this. Um, then they said to me, um, I went into my generic stuff and I, I tried to do stories because I think that, that works better because at least you're listening to a narrative. And I just started dying. I could see them looking bored. So I, I just went about 10 minutes in. You like, just covered the screen up. Yeah. Or, uh, <laughs> but, the face on it. but here's the irony. It's the gig you're doing from home that ironically was my stress, most stressful journey I've yeah, ever had yeah, getting yeah. to one. And I also, oh, here's, a, here's a horrible thing. I put pajamas on and I had lying in bed with a pillow on, under me. And um, my opening line was um, the, the organizer, I said, he's a very good negotiator. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so he talked down my fee, but I told him I don't get out of bed for less than two grand, <laughs> right? Which is a, is a cute opening line. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No laugh. And oh, then one God. woman went, Adam, we can't see you. Oh, no. Right? So because of, because of the panic, because of the panic going from laptop to phone, I forgot to unmute un the video because, you know, oh, you have to. OK, God. so this is, you know, it's like a broken zip. Once one thing goes wrong, everything else goes wrong afterwards. So yeah. it's it's so stressful. So it's taken me 20 minutes to get to my gig in my house. I've got I've gone uh, opening lines visual, not worked anyway. So I then say to them, I'm really dying. It's horrible. And, you know, it's a tough thing to do. Isn't it? And by the way, the introduction, the, the uh, one of the seniors, he was given an introduction 
verbatim from me. It's got a nice quote in it and it's a nice yeah. introduction. And he gave this massive high profile quote. And then the last thing he said was, so let's hope you can live up to this. Oh, so that's the famous last word. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like you know, I it's, always it's, succeed, but yeah, it's, it's alpha male, isn't it? The alpha male's like, yeah, well, let's see if he's as funny as yeah, 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 yeah. So you know, yeah, and he's like, yeah. well, I felt like saying, well, maybe I wouldn't. And it turned out, uh, no, <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> At least you answered that. That's one thing. Yeah. So, so, so listen to this. So okay. Once I start dying, once I start dying, uh, I do I've, the whole also, time. Was I dying the whole time? No, I was getting chuckles at the beginning. Did you do? Did you finish the time though? No, I did about twenty, maybe twenty-five. I didn't time. I forgot to put my time on because of the stress. I was going to time it and keep a clock next to the thing so I could go you right. Forgot down, what a clock right. was? You were yeah, so... absolutely. But um, <laughs> I forgot what a concept of time what the was. time space continuum <laughs> we were living in. <laughs> I, I, I was going to use. I was going to use the stopwatch on my phone, which I then had to use. And then, so I, and then I found a sundial, but it was too dark. It was just <laughs> one, one stress after another. And um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm doing a sun dance, trying to get the sun to come up early, but I forgot my grass skirt. Anyway, um, so, so anyway, this is when it got interesting. I said, um, look, let's be honest. Why don't we just watch me on YouTube, which is something you probably should have done in the first place. And I went, has anyone got another device on them? And this bloke went, yeah. And I went, can you go on YouTube and type in Adam Bloom Brighton? So he typed in Adam Bloom Brighton and played a video clip of me doing a gig to 1,500 people, which obviously you're getting, you know, proper laughs then. Another, what if he stumbled on another death <laughs> by accident? <laughs> <laughs> Your second worst gig. No, well, listen to this, listen to this. That's hilarious. So he's, he starts playing it, right? He starts playing it. And I'm going, oh, my God, please don't do any of the material i've just done to them <laughs> you know uh, what i mean oh no no but luckily it was it, no l- luckily it was an old clip and 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 the, the material i was doing was all less than a couple of years old so it was all right but I, as i'm going through the set with in my mind i'm going no and the next joke no didn't do that no. can you imagine how contrived it would look watching the same joke again and then, but then again i could say see it does work with 50 yeah, other people yeah, instead yeah, of 80 yeah. but anyway so anyway so anyway a couple of minutes into it he stops it and I go, why'd you stop it? And he went, this very Jewish classic intonation went, what, you want more? <laughs> and that, right? <laughs> which, which, which I desperately tried to take as, you really want to carry on playing your gig. I took it as more of this shit. That's how I took it. You want uh, more of this? But, no. he, but he, look, he, seeing the positive in somebody, he could have meant, are you really going to make us listen to more of you when you could be doing a gig live for us? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. either way, it's not good. He wants, anyway, so I said, yeah, carry on. So he played it again and I could see, I could see people's faces smiling and suddenly people who've been staring at me starting to chuckle. And, uh, and at that point I realized I wasn't on mute. They just weren't laughing anyway. So then, <laughs> <laughs> That's the worst. yeah, so here's oh, a fine actually. Yeah. <laughs> got plugged in. And it was at Madison Square Garden. They just didn't tell me. But this, is, this is the killer blow. Here's someone sneeze. Uh, here's the most degrading moment of my life. The bloke stopped the thing, the okay. video. He said, right, I'm going to take over from here. So, Jane, how's your new baby? Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, no. Oh. And how was so, he? All right. <laughs> here's the thing. Jane answered. And now 60, 79 people are now interested to know how a woman's baby is who's just oh had a baby during God. lockdown. 
So I clicked off my Straight video. Straight to abortion material, isn't it? <laughs> Hit it. It's got to be the go-to. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> so I, I clicked off my video and immediately got a text. Bear in mind, I'm holding my phone oh, at the God. time from the boss um, saying, where did you go? People are looking for you. And I went to the he kitchen. Just told, he just no, he just made an executive decision to stop the gig. And he went, yeah. And you could turn around and say, no, you can't talk about the baby. I'm talking now. And I said, but we've it's 80 people. It's equals. It's like a gig in the dark with 80 microphones, isn't it? Really? Yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. when I said the dark, it's everyone's got the same status. There's no stage. Imagine if every one in the audience had a microphone each that was on. Oh, my God. Imagine. <laughs> so so I went, no, he, I said, I, I assumed he was a senior member and he made an executive decision. He went, well, he wasn't. I said, oh, well, in that case, you should be having a word with him. If he, you know, if he's, if he's not allowed to make that decision, then you, you should have an issue with your staff. Anyway. So we had this back and forth over whether I should go back on again. Imagine, I mean, imagine trying to go, stop talking about your baby that you're all interested in. Listen to me. <laughs> doing more of the comedy that wasn't working. It's impossible to go, right. Heard enough about Karen's boring fucking baby. Yeah. And, 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 <laughs> a few of us could actually carry that off. And bear in mind, it was only my, material on youtube that was getting any response anyway so it's like no 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 let's go back to the death before the youtube clip before the baby so anyway so i <laughs> i just went and, 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 and he was very sweet he was very sweet he went he went okay no hard feelings now it was i came off shaking absolutely shaking bear in mind i'd had 25 minutes of stress before the gig i came off shaking now the we all make mistakes in our lives and sometimes we do good moves i took the gig on two conditions i was paid in advance and I spoke to the boss directly by phone and he understood that it could be a disaster. But obviously, I'm going to do my best and do my research and write some bespoke jokes. But I at least cover myself because if, if someone contacted you about corporate and you went, well, I could be a disaster. They'll go and get someone else, wouldn't they? Well, I don't want yeah, a guy who thinks yeah, yeah, he's yeah. rubbish. But at yeah, least yeah. I cover myself that, it, you know, he knew it could be a disaster and, and good for him. He took a risk. But it went as badly as you could have imagined. Now, I it? then... Hey, what's that? <laughs> he books it. <laughs> <laughs> Drop them anyway. Line. So I, um, I actually, I said I did it at home. I did it at my friend's house up the street because he had a stronger Wi-Fi. But I, I, you know, it was in my street, and I drove up my street to do it. Drove back. We're talking about a thirty-second drive, but it's because it was up a hill. I drove, drove back, parked my car in the safe place in my parking spot with within the white lines and straight and everything. Good parking, safe parking. And I went back to my car two days later to use my car for the first proper drive in eight weeks. And someone had smashed into the side of it and written it off. From the gig. The guy who had to buy a guy from the council had to pay you the money for the gig. So I thought, fuck this shit. <laughs> I, for, I, for, I forgot comedians don't do empathy. Um, <laughs> I do, I do feel for you, man. I can't even like it. Just sounds brutal. Why? I think. Did you not have to take some solace in the fact that you were, you could just then be in your house? You know, sometimes that that long trip traveling from a corporate where you've had a bad one. That's, that's good. Yeah, I think there's some positives to it being online. That there wasn't face to face contact with the people that weren't enjoying it and. Yeah, being home, being home literally minutes later was beautiful. Um, yeah. And the other thing was, I went to bed feeling sad. I woke up; it was the first thing I thought when I opened my eyes. You know, that kind of when you've done uh, something, you're drunk. You go, "What? Oh fuck!" It was like that moment. Um, I 
then I worked out in the afternoon. All it was, was I spoke to a screen with some zeros and ones on it. And that's yeah, all that yeah. happened. Okay. Um, and did what? Because you last time we spoke to you, you just stopped drinking. Yeah, day it's, ten. I'm on day ten now. Oh, so you have it? Didn't it? Didn't make you think I'm getting shit faced to get do, over? Do, do you know what? I, there's a there's a uh, convenience shop opposite my flat, and I've often come home when I've decided to have a few days off drinking, and I've had a tough gig, and I've walked straight in and bought a bottle of whiskey, and, and that lovely thing when you have your first drink, it just goes yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. like that. But my, my brain went, you know what? You are on a proper not drinking. This is a new lockdown lifestyle. Yeah. You can't let it slip. Because obviously, I don't know how much you two drink, but you can let it slip on one night, can't you? And then it yeah. opens the floodgates. So I didn't. I did, And I kind of feel that if I could get through that stress and not drink. And also, c- coming back to my car smashed up, someone drove a Jaguar into my car in the street. Yeah. So did, they leave, I, did they leave a note? They did leave a note. It said, oh, ha ha. Yeah. <laughs> Just nice beer. Car, <laughs> just, just said, smashed up your car, dickhead. <laughs> One deal to me, dickhead. Do you know, do you know the weirdest thing? This is the encore. <laughs> uh, uh, at least they left a note because you did uh, tell me about that. I mean, that's a good citizen to do that, isn't it? Well, it, it, it not, shouldn't be a good citizen, but it's a reasonable human it, being it, to do. That. It, it, I mean, it, I would go. <laughs> Oh, well, he, no. Well, here we are. Here we are. He couldn't go because he wrote his car off. Oh, really? Yeah. But listen to this. Just leave um, both I, of them, mate. I, I just. Well, the thing is, I mean, let's be honest. If you do that much damage, the insurance company are going to want to know who it happened with. You know, you can't really go. Yeah, I drove my car into a wall, and that's why I've got no brick on my car. You know, I think it's pretty obvious. Look, my point is, if someone scratches your car, then it's a moral thing because you know it's going to be a cut 100 quid out of yeah, your own pocket. Yeah, yeah. This yeah, was an yeah, insurance yeah. claim and they're going to want to know who, who it was against. So, you know, he didn't have much choice. But listen to this. It's Phil Nichols' birthday today and I just went round there with a bottle of wine, social distancing gift. And he had a crash jag outside his house. <laughs> <laughs> he had your number plate just on his wall frame. <laughs> <laughs> and that woman and her baby were around there. <laughs> Wetting the baby's head party. The baby was driving the Jag. <laughs> so so, so he, Phil Nickel, I said to him, oh, I got my car smashed up yesterday. And he went, where was that? And I went, oh, at the bottom of my road. He went, oh, I, I pushed the guy's car out, out, out the road. So Phil was walking past, didn't oh, recognise wow. my car because all focus was on the j- smashed up Jag because his car was worse one of my best mates happened to be walking past my car when it happened. Okay, Isn't that weird? And he pushed weird. the jack. He said, this poor guy was shaken. He was like, you know, maybe 70 years old. Absolutely oh, shaken. And his, in his car, he said it was a brand new jag. Oh, that's bless him. Yeah, I know. I mean, poor bloke, poor uh, bloke with a brand new jag who crashed into my car. Bless, bless him. Poor guy. I've got so much empathy for that guy. Into a stationary car. That's just got to be bad driving. Surely. Well, he, he told me because I rang him and he told me. Should he be in set. a care home or something? <laughs> <laughs> He's joking, by the way. Love old people. Well, my car's got coronavirus, so fingers crossed. Yeah. Um, put a um, mask on it. No, he, he I took it off. Um, <laughs> he, um, he said with all sincerity that a car was coming around the corner in the middle of the road and he swerved to avoid. And um, so from his perspective, thinking, you know, thinking he, on his feet, that's good. Yeah, yeah. 
Well, you know, what you do? He'd had, a, he'd had eight pints at lunch. So. <laughs> head on, no, but head-on collision is obviously worse than swerving. The yeah, thing yeah. is, when, when you don't get the other guy's number who's driven in the middle of the road, then you've got, you've got two innocent people. You've got a car that's parked. I obviously did yeah. nothing. And you've got him. I think that, you know, maybe insurance companies will say, no, you're supposed to slam on your brakes. You're not in a position to, to drive into a car. Yeah. But also, you know, if he's 70, maybe he didn't realise he was going to drive into the car. Maybe he thought he was just going to scrape the car. or yeah. I mean, as in yeah. go very close to the car. But, yeah, pretty bad. Um, so yeah. yeah, it's been a pretty uh, pretty shit last two days for me. Yeah, bloody hell. So they're going to sort your car out though, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I I managed to drive it to a garage, which is the, my garage that I use, which was about a thirty second drive away. But I did it at five miles an hour, and the car was going. Oh shit! Like yeah, my front my right wheel's been knocked forward, so it it clipped my wheel. And uh, yeah, my my oldest friend is used to dealing cars, and he said. The amount of damage that's actually done underneath the wheel. Uh, my car's like, you know, done 115,000 miles, eight years old. He said they'll probably get you in the money for the new car. It's not even worth their while doing that yeah, much work yeah, to it. Yeah. Bloody hell. I mean, what, that might be the silver lining. You get a new car. Yeah, but I love my car. Yeah. I know what you mean. It's like getting a new goldfish. It's still your, not your old fish, is it? Yeah, I suppose. <laughs> I suppose never thought about it like that. We we had the goldfish and um my youngest daughter was probably two and a half at the time and the goldfish died and we explained, you know, your goldfish has died, you know. This is a the first moment of understanding mortality as a kid and she went, Oh, can we get a new one? <laughs> <laughs> you spent days figuring out how to tell her and <laughs> um, right, we should wrap this up so we'll tag this on the end. Um that's a fun story and i do feel for you man it's a funny thing it's such an interesting like you know it's it's a new experience isn't it we sort of worked out now we're doing comedy long enough that you know how to deal with dodgy gigs in certain circumstances but it's a totally new style of death so i'd prefer to just uh send a gig in so it isn't completely live yeah has adam frozen on i think he's frozen yeah even though he's just doing an impression of one of his audience members. <laughs> 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 what have you got? <laughs> he's doing an impression of his car. <laughs> that old guy who's now dead in his hospital bed. <laughs> 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 oh, shit. <laughs>